Hey, motherfuckers, we bad. Back at it again. This is the Two Cents You Call It podcast. One time for the one I time. I am your host, Beck Geese. And I'm here with my brother from another mother, L. Double. What's happening, man? Shit. Same old shit. Different we are day. here again for toilet paper. On, on a Friday night for number episode number 27, man. 27, man. Hey. It's a hoof. Y'all know what it is out there. Everybody, thank y'all for following us. Thank you for listening to us. Yeah. Thank you for pressing play because you didn't have to. So we appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Uh, just know that, you know, we on YouTube. YouTube. Uh, please like, mm-hmm. like, share, share, subscribe, subscribe, comment. comment. We want to hear from y'all. Y'all know what it is. We are also on all the other platforms for your listening pleasure. We mm-hmm. are on Apple Podcasts, Apple Podcast. Google Podcasts, Google and Podcast. Spotify. Spotify. Hey, so let's get this thing kicked off right, man. Housekeeping rules. What's in your glass, brother? Um, we we are uh well, I I believe we're drinking the same thing tonight. Yes. We this is gonna be a you call it for the, the crowd. Yeah. Um this drink is a apple whiskey and a uh champagne. Yeah, and I gave a name and you gave a name, so we're yeah. going to let the people pick what they want to call what it. What they want to call it. And it really don't matter what the f- <laughs> fuck out now. <laughs> uh, so, uh, my name is going to be the Apple Sauce. And my name is going to be the Cruella because it's going to hit you with the cold shoulder and it's a little close. <laughs> no pressure, huh? I wish y'all could have just seen <laughs> what happened because he almost <laughs> he almost punched a hole in my ceiling, y'all. <laughs> this Motherfucker was opening the damn champagne and damn near popped a hole in my ceiling. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so, that's what we drinking tonight, man. Brother, how was your week? Man, my week, uh, it started off bad, man. Had a bit of a struggle? Yeah, because um, I had too much fun last weekend. Yeah. And and so, well, you know, I think this is this is... Something that both of us are dealing with right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. We having weight struggles, brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, y'all know I had COVID and I got all the way down to like 218. Yeah, you was uh, looking looking like little Bill with yeah, the bobblehead. I, I, I posted that picture. On, I don't think I ever posted that on, on social media. But I'm I, glad you did. Posted, I look like 50 Cent and all things fall apart. <laughs> um, And uh, eventually, you know, I got my weight back. And then... Um, and then some. Yeah, and now I I got back up to two forty five. Hey, same here, brother. And uh, I had to run, but I'm I'm back down to two thirty nine. Well, I was before I had them case deals. Well, I'm not gonna put my weight out there right now, but I hit another. I I, I hit a goal last year, and then I said I was never going back. And I'm back, back um, at it again. I have to be a toddler because every time I get one of these new bottles, I be struggling. <laughs> Just twist it. You don't even have to. I tried it. My my hands too slick. I, that's why I got to get that um, auto blow um, AI. You're childish. <laughs> Yeah, man. Um, too much. Uh, on a on a on a light note, man, you uh, had an interview this week. How did that go? I did. Um, man, it was it was actually pretty cool. Um, you know, I'm not used to really interviewing like that because I've been in a job where I'm at now for like four years, so it's always uh, something new and stuff. But I actually was on the uh, the interview. It was actually three black people, which is like. Like wow! Applause. Yeah. So one was actually from uh, Grambling. One was from Jackson State, um, and the other one, I forgot where she went. They came through with the swag. Yeah. And then one was uh, they both the uh, both it was two two women and one male. Both of the ladies were in sororities that we are familiar with. Okay. Um, they'll be celebrating 
sometime this week. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah. I mean, it's always good to see see Us. those people um, yeah. on the other side of the interview. So that means I ain't got no excuse when you can't pull that race card. Yeah, yeah. If, <laughs> if, you don't, if, you, if you don't get the job, you just you just I was your shit. interview. Was. <laughs> But yeah, man, other than that, um, my week was pretty cool. Um, couldn't complain about too much and stuff, you know. 2022 is treating me pretty good so Starting far. off on a good foot, huh? Yeah, man. My mama actually called me. Um, okay. About some financial. Shout out to mama. Yeah, about some financial advice and stuff, man. It's always cool to- I don't um, even want to talk about financial advice to mama right now. Okay, well, my brother- <laughs> but, but not on my end, but- That's what, not on your yeah, end, nah, right? what, what, put out there. <laughs> Shout out to mama. Um- <laughs> Oh my! But uh, she was looking at refinancing some stuff and everything. She wanted to know if she was getting a good deal on it and stuff. Oh, okay. It's like, yeah, we're gonna put the education to work and stuff and and stuff. And I, I actually uh, paid one of her her medical bills and stuff for her and stuff because she went to the, the eye doctor. Look at you being a good son. Yeah, man, it's always good to like have that feeling of paying your parents back. Well, I told you we raising our parents now. Yeah, <laughs> they, uh, we're doing things. It's that- all good. She gonna. She don't, nah, she ain't gonna pay me back. I said, don't worry about it. They be stressing them like, I got it. Yeah, it, I got it. It ain't that bad, man. That's what's up, man. Yeah, but how was your week, man? Uh, week was pretty cool, man. Pretty standard. Uh, everything was pretty much regular. Uh, for the week, I do have a story. Um, now you know my nephews are with me, and mm-hmm. um, what my oldest nephew, it, it, it's they they all have funny personalities man and so my oldest nephew today um you know he was getting ready to go to his dad's house and so his his dad calls him and he was like uh my oldest nephew says i can't come today because i got uh apple apple bottom jeans sickness wait what he said he says i have apple bottom jeans sickness hmm what is that? Nobody knows what the fuck it is, but that's not the part that just baffled. That sounds like something I got. It's I not, mean, you got a big booty or something? <laughs> that's not the part that baffled me. I mean, you got your mama hips. <laughs> it's not the part that baffled me. The The part that baffled me is that his dad was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I have to see, see you next weekend. <laughs> I, I said, wait, wait. No, no fuck you. <laughs> you, 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 let this, you let the 12-year-old just tell you that he had apple bottom jeans syndrome? Like... Sir, I, 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 everything in me wants to call you out your name right now. Like, what's wrong with you, man? Apple bottom jeans syndrome. Yes, and bro. I, the the shit that these kids come up with, man. I'm telling you, like, you start watching them and you just be like, why? Like, that is a new one. That's a new one. Where did he even learn apple bottom jeans? Was he alive when no with apple bottom no, jeans? No, I don't even know why he knows what apple bottom jeans are. Like he's twelve. Yeah, he the boots with the fur too. I <laughs> I just don't get it, man. But yeah, that was that was that was a good. Let me tell you something. Tease in background. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to be on. <laughs> oh my. Man, yeah. So that that I had to I had to tell the people about that story for the week, man. But um. To help us with our, you know, topic tonight, we got a guest with us. I guess. I want to say hey to Lonnie. Hey, it's the third cent in the building. <laughs> hey, this, this, y'all. Speaking of which, th- let me tell y'all about that story. This was supposed to be the third cent to the two cent you call this podcast. And then this is the one that X always talks about went on hands across America. So, <laughs> so welcome, Lonnie. Welcome to the show. 
Man, thank you guys for having me. I am happy to be here. We are happy to have you. you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Mm -hmm. My name's Lonnie. Lonnie Shots. Um, Man, y'all, I'm really just a girl out here trying to figure out this whole thing that we call life. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just navigate it. And navigate it trying to or not trying to hold on to the like limitations that people put on us because they'll do that to you. So yeah, I'm just out here just like busting down stuff being like, nah, I'm going to do it how I want to do it. (laughs) That's what's up. That's what's up. Me and Lonnie have been knowing each other for about five years now. Uh, she is a coworker turned friend. This is one of my friends as well as her fiance. One of my good friends. Yes. Uh, so shout out to y'all because yeah, black love is amazing. Thank you. I love my baby. Yeah. Black <laughs> love is amazing. But did I tell you about that page? It's called black love and they had a whole bunch of black women with white dudes on there. <laughs> I'm a pass on the topic. <laughs> just want to put that out there. But Lonnie, how was your week? <laughs> Bruh. My, re- my week was rough. Okay, talk about it. I don't know if y'all want me to, (laughs) Um, but it definitely falls in with our topic for today. Okay, um, so let's just scratch the surface. Okay, scratch the surface. We'll just say that. um, Okay, guys, I have a YouTube channel. It's called Outside with Lonnie Shots, and I was YouTube channel. Thank you. Um, I was trying to finish recording part of it. um, I believe it was Monday. And I had some anxiety about it. Mm-hmm. It just came out of nowhere while I was filming the video. And y'all, that messed me up for like the whole rest of the week. I spiraled. So yeah, I'm better now. <laughs> well, we're glad that you're better and you are with us. Uh, hopefully, what, what whatever you have in your glass is, is making hey. that a little better. What you drinking tonight? Look, don't tell my psychiatrist I'm not supposed to be drinking. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Um, so okay so i keep it inexpensive and i keep it what i like i got that andre brute champagne okay you know what i'm saying that one you get from the very bottom rack (laughs) at the store you know what i'm saying yes yes yeah brute um this is your last (laughs) your one and your only freebie i'm sorry my (laughs) god it happens all the time (laughs) it's bottom shelf champagne So don't go get it. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, before we get into our main topic, let's talk about talk about a couple of uh, current events that we had for the week. Yeah. Um, I'll let you start it off. The elephant in the room. Elephant in the room. Uh, rest in peace, City Poirier. Is that the elephant in the room? That is the elephant in the room. I don't want to laugh about it, but I just I still felt like giving him his respect. We okay. can kind of put it in his area because we had a whole. Discussion of how the emotional roller coaster was going to go on this yes, show. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's going to be a deep one. Y'all, y'all. strap in. Yeah, strap um, in and strap on if you're into that type of thing. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> but uh, the uh, McMichael's uh, sentencing came in. Yeah, and I forgot what the other guy name was. Uh, the neighbor. We not even going to give them time. It's the Arbery. Well, I didn't want to, because he's not on trial, so I didn't want to say. Right, but we, we're not going to say that case. We're just going to say everything that happened behind the Arbery situation. Yeah, so if y'all not uh, familiar with Ar- Armad Arbery and stuff, he was the runner in Georgia that was killed uh, by... Um, the two men that wouldn't mind their fucking business. Yeah, some vigilantes and stuff, and their neighbor recorded everything. So, uh, sentences were handed out today. Uh, the father and the son received life, uh, no parole. And the neighbor that filmed everything, he got thirty well life with parole after thirty years. Let me ask y'all: Were y'all were y'all uh, surprised when that when the verdict came out? Yes. 
I'm going to agree with X on that. I mean, I'm happy about it. I mean, not happy, but I'm glad that it, it just went the way that it was. Yes, yeah. but I am surprised. Me too. And I think it's it's crazy that we are surprised. Like, should that be a thing? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It shouldn't, but it just is. It is. And well, you know, they still it still um have the I think it was the uh what is it? Was she the district attorney or something like that? That was pushing the stuff back and trying to hide things and everything like oh, that. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. She still has her case coming up. So mm-hmm. wow. I think I'll be a lot more satisfied once everybody that was involved. Yeah. Yeah. Um did that because that, that goes on a lot more than people like to, to talk about. No, for real. Because although this country is great, um, there are a lot of things that could be better. A lot better. And of course. Stuff. So, and it's not unpatriotic to to complain about those things and want no, those things to change. Not That's, at all. Because until everybody gets the equal rights um, that are in black and white that, you know, have been placed in to the Constitution, into the bylaws, into the laws, you know, yeah. until everybody gets those same rights, I think I don't think it's it's at all uh, unpatriotic to want to see that for everybody yeah do we think we'll ever get there not in our lifetime yeah i don't think we'll see it Um, will there ever be a generation that actually gets to see it who knows um i I think once we like mix i was just about to say yeah i was just about to say because i think i think um we're getting to the point to where no race is quote-unquote pure at this point like it's it's lines are meshing and crossing so much to where I feel like eventually down the line, we just have these racial. It'll just be American ambiguous people. Yeah. people. Yeah, everybody's uh, Walt's color and <laughs> <laughs> looks like a, a Manila folder. Oh, oh, that's, that's, that's when so we'll we all be equal. That's what we gonna do right now. <laughs> that's what's up, man. Next current event. Um, you brought this one to to the table. X. Uh, everybody's doing the ten year challenge. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, it's it's interesting. <laughs> To see some of these these pictures, some some worked in their favor, some some <laughs> didn't. Some of y'all look like it's been thirty years since <laughs> it's been rough, been rough on them. I don't stuff. know what's going on. Yeah, and this also ties into our main topic. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, can all play a factor in that stuff. But um, it's it's good to see how people have aged. Um, some like wine, some like milk. <laughs> um, <laughs> But as long as you, long as you, as long as you got somebody that's, that that likes it, I hey, love it, man. If, if they like it, but Lonnie, you said you 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 haven't been really following social media. You've kind of been off. Have you seen any of the ten year, or would you post a ten year? Okay, so I have not seen any of this, and I was sitting here wondering what the heck y'all were talking about, but I figured it out. Um, I would post a ten year picture. I would. I would. X the the thing that's killing me right yes. now. I'll post a, a, a 10 minute show. <laughs> he was going somewhere else, bro. That's, that's not what I was about to ask. Oh, my bad. <laughs> you know me, I be thotting it up on thotty, alone. Thotty, thotty. <laughs> nah, the thing that trips me out right now is the fact that 10 years ago, we were in fucking college. Like, yeah. Y'all were in college. Yeah, we were. I was not. <laughs> you, was, <laughs> you were not. God. Damn. <laughs> But no, it's crazy, man. It's crazy the fact that like when you look up and where does time go? Like I cannot believe that it's been ten years since I've been in college. Like that's wild. That is wild, man, to think about. And some of y'all should have kept them ten year posts though. Cause oh. I got five. I got five hey. more years till I'm. Where would I be? Till you a pappy? No, till that's twenty years. So from high school? Yeah. Yes. 
Yes. Shit. <laughs> oh my gosh. We are the old people. Wait, it's 20 years for me this year? God damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. It, sneak, it sneaks up on you. It man. does. Um but I'm I'm grateful for that for the the experience and the and the uh the time. I got I got scared by something really fast. I thought it's about to go left in here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um I, ten years it, it's hard to say what I was doing ten years ago. Um <laughs> I think ten I'm, years ago I was giving lap dances. It's not hard to say. I know what I was doing 10 years ago. 10 years ago, um, I was in my spring semester of my senior year. Um, I did an extra fall, so I guess this will be the first Hey, semester. brother, I ain't judging. I did about <laughs> about five extra years in college. So. <laughs> Lonnie, what were you doing 10 years ago? 10 years ago, I was training to become a firefighter. Ah. Yeah, I was... I was I was engaged and got unengaged <laughs> once they realized I was going to make it. <laughs> he wasn't really happy about me becoming a firefighter. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Clear as day. I can remember. Well, did you did you, did you? you run off the field like A.B.? What? <laughs> she said, she, I'm out. No. She said she got unengaged and that brings us to our next I current did, event. I did. I <laughs> did. Next current event. Because uh, A.B. told us... He, if if y'all have not shit. seen uh, Adrian Brown, uh, the Buccaneers, mm-hmm. he he decided that it was time to go. Yeah, man. <laughs> he 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 took his jersey off in the middle of the game. Yeah. He said, "Deuces." Took his jersey and his undershirt off. Yep. <laughs> Threw him out in the crowd. It's like, hey. And and said, "Fuck this shit. I'm out." Let me tell y'all. Deuces up. If y'all needed a word for 2022, <laughs> Adrian Brown gave you one. He said, if you get tired of this shit, yeah. walk out on them. <laughs> you're going to appreciate me. I mean, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. Hey, hey. He said, I'm sick of the shit. Hmm. I'm sick it's of the shit. Yeah, then you don't know. It's It hasn't come out exactly what happens, like 15 million um, stories and everything. But I think the, the, the first thing everybody got on was his mental health. Yeah. And so, that, yeah, that that's going to bring us into our main topic for tonight. Um, because I think all three of us, it, this is a topic that we've all dealt with in some mm-hmm. form, fat, fashion, or capacity. Um, we're gonna talk about mental health tonight. Yeah. And so, uh, somebody pass me my tissue. <laughs> don't, don't don't start don't start your shit. <laughs> nah. So I guess we we can we can start with uh diagnosis or when we first encountered um our mental health. Okay, so Lonnie, I'm gonna start with you because <laughs> you're the guest on the show, and uh, it's a reason that we wanted you to be a guest on this show. Because um, I'm never mind. <laughs> <laughs> because we definitely had uh, multiple conversations about this. So tell us a little bit about your experience and with uh, a battle with mental health. Y'all, the struggle is so real. <laughs> um, I will say for me. It started around the age of 25. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that's when I first started having like suicidal thoughts. Um, but it wasn't until, gosh, when I was a flight attendant. So I don't know. I was maybe 33. I don't know. Uh, when I feel like it just 
kind of got really out of control. Okay. Um, and when I actually went to go talk to somebody to seek help and actually get diagnosed. So, um, yeah, it's crazy because I feel like growing up, I feel like I was just a, like a regular person and, and just, you know, happy go lucky. And then it's like all of a sudden, like Something's you're different. Switched in it. Literally. It's like a switch. Um, and yeah, I keep trying to figure out how to get. <laughs> you, you Your excuse. <laughs> yeah. I keep trying to figure out how to get back to that person, but um, I think it's just about navigating it. And I don't know. So it just kind of, it's something that kind of came in your door. And, and you know, <clears throat> let me ask y'all this question. Mm -hmm. Do you think um, a lot of mental health uh, issues or situations um, manifest in your adulthood um, that could have been something that stemmed from your childhood? Or do you think that your circumstances or experiences that you went through as an adult were the trigger? Um, I would say this. Growing up um, in a black household, we usually don't talk too much about mental health. Mm -hmm. And it's really just become popular. I don't even want to say popular, but it's been... Um, more more discussed yeah. um, now that we've gotten older. You know, uh, normally it'd just be, you know, you need to pray it off or yeah. something mm -hmm. just ain't right. You know, he, he can't get right. Uh, something something like that. Uh, yeah. Or you just in a mood or something like that. Um, and we just now started getting to the point that we discuss it. So we may have had those issues when we were younger um, and we kind of just blocked it out or put it in a, a space where we just kind of threw it to the side. Yeah. And then once we got older enough to kind of express that, we know, we found out, okay, that's what it is. It's, that's doing it. Lonnie, what do you think about it? I feel like it's both. I feel like it's, there are things that have happened in my adult life that have definitely been triggering. Um, but then I also think back to, you know, growing up and being in high school. And I feel like, you know, your parents teach you what they know because that's the best that they know. Right. Mm. But I feel like there possibly there could have been a better way to handle things. Like growing up, it was a lot of, you know, you fake it till you make it. Yeah. Fake it till you make it. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, sometimes faking it till you make it is it's not going to, it's not beneficial. You, you know what I'm saying? Fake it until you drop. Yeah, look. <laughs> so I think it's a little bit of both. Okay. Um, I, I think I'll agree. Like for me, uh, and and <clears throat> so let's break it down, right? When we talk about experiences, because uh, I think we all three of us have three different type of uh, experiences as far as it, you know, mental health health battles are concerned. Uh, for me, um, the time that I dealt with it, um, or the period of time, or maybe I'm still dealing with it, but um, the period of time that it started, it was a uh, it was uh, circumstantial, right? Um, it's not something that I feel was hereditary or something I feel that, um, you know, just happens to me. And I, I guess I'll say that, um, well, w what I'm going to speak on is is depression, right? Mm -hmm. And I guess I can say um, I, f I felt like I was depressed twice in my life. Uh, one of those times was in college um, just because, you know, it was, it's – you know, when you're in college, you are 
learning, right? Mm-hmm. So many things. You're learning yeah. how to be an adult. You're learning how to juggle. You have classes. Right around the time you find yourself. Yeah. Um, you have so much going on. Um, and so I was in, you know, I was in college and I was dealing with my classes. I was dealing with my extracurricular activities. I also had a job. Um, I, well, I had two jobs at the time. Um, just Damn, so I dude. could, yeah, just so I can, you know, support myself and, you know, the necessities that I needed in school. And so everything just kind of became overwhelming. You know, it's, it's kind of like when you're doing so, 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 so much. Mm-hmm. And then you get to a point to where stuff just starts falling on you and you're just like it spirals you know you yeah. look, you look up and you feel like you're just underwater you know what i'm saying and i think that was what happened to me uh during that time which was probably around the 2010 era um or 2011 i would say um and then it happened to me again um 2014 2015 and that was just because i experienced a lot of death um close in time and it was a lot of people that were close to me and it just you know again it was one of those spiral moments you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. that sent me into um probably what we talk about now which is one of my issues like you know we we talk all the time like i don't get emotional you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like i well you know you know i don't like i don't cry yeah. you know what i'm saying i haven't cried in probably what 7 8 years um it just doesn't happen for me and I think at the time, it was a coping mechanism. You know what I'm saying? Like, at the time, it just, everything had happened so close in succession to each other that it was just a coping mechanism mechanism to stop feeling at that moment. And then it just became a way of limit. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. um, that, that, that was for me, like I said, for me, everything was circumstantial. Um, now, Lonnie, for you... Chronic versus circumstances. What do you think? Do you think you have a mixture of both? Yes. <laughs> um, definitely a mixture of both. But I guess I'll talk about, should I just talk about the chronic instead of the... You can talk about both um, if you want to. So, you know, life is life, right? We never know what's going to happen. And, and things happen that are out of your control that you don't understand. And sometimes you aren't equipped to handle it. (laughs) So for me, there were, (laughs) okay. So for me, there was a time, gosh, a long time ago. Um, I got pregnant with twins. Um, I wasn't ready to be a mom, but I was like, okay, I've always wanted to be a mom. I'm going to do this. I'm okay. And I was already going through, you know, my mental health, but I was like, I'm going to be good for these babies, Mm -hmm. you know? And then, I was four months pregnant and I went to my checkup and neither one of them had a heartbeat. (laughs) They just did in my stomach. (laughs) So in my womb. Um, And that was a really, really rough time. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I would say that was a circumstance that I had to deal with. And I'm a lot better now. There was a long period of time where I would just see a pregnant woman. I just bust out crying mm-hmm. because it just hurt so bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the more chronic thing is that there would be times where like, I'm just really happy and I'm feeling great. I can remember I used to be a flight attendant. I remember, you know, being in the airplane and I'm serving beverages and I'm feeling good. And then literally the next moment, it's like my whole demeanor just like, 
changes Mm -hmm. and I'm annoyed and I don't want to be here. I want to go home and I don't, you know, I'm just not happy. And I would wonder like, what the heck is happening? Like, why do I feel this way? Like Mm -hmm. there's nothing literally that I can pinpoint that would make me like, nobody said anything to me, nothing happened, but I felt the shift in my energy. Mm -hmm. And eventually I went and got checked out and that's how I found out, you know, bipolar or whatever. Um, But yeah, it's both. It's it's both. <laughs> okay. X, what about you? Um, it's hard to say um when exactly it started. Um but I would say uh it was probably in high school that I started experiencing depression. Okay. Um because my my mom, she actually noticed it. And a lot of time with um depression, you won't notice it yourself. Right. Your family, they'll notice like something, something's off about you. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they'll let you know. Um, so um, I had been going through a lot of stuff and stuff. So I had, when I graduated from high school, I ended up going to Midwestern State. Um, some things happened out there. I ended up leaving there and going to a junior college. Um, ended up at junior college. Um, things weren't going the way I wanted. I didn't feel like playing football anymore. Ended up graduating from there, moving back home, um, and then I ended up at UT Dallas. Um, at that point, uh, it was probably about 2013, and let me say, I graduated high school in 2007, so it's a long time. That it wasn't too long, no. That's six years yeah. of being undiagnosed it's your journey, man. with anything and stuff, but um, it was probably 2013, 2014, and stuff like that. Uh, 2000 was probably 2014 because I had moved to Richardson at that point. Um, and uh, my friend had passed on um, Christmas Eve. And that was probably like one of the major times where I just like got depressed. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know what it was. Like I didn't want to clean up. Um, didn't feel like doing anything. Really didn't feel like going to work. Um, and I would just sit there and stuff. And I hadn't talked to my parents in a Probably about a month and stuff. You but you know you already know I don't talk to people like that anyway. Yeah. I can go a week without talking to somebody and calling me. I'm like, oh, what's up? Yeah, and I was just chilling and stuff. And um, my dad came to the door and he knocked on the door and I didn't feel like answering and stuff like that. And then he went around to the front door and he knocked on that and I didn't feel like answering and stuff. Mm-hmm. He called me about six times and stuff. I didn't feel like answering. So he came in. Um, Eventually he came back and then I let him in and stuff and we talked like that. And um my mom, she just was was like, No, you need to go get checked out, you need to go get checked out. And eventually I went to go get checked out and they did a little a test on me and stuff and they, they have a scale, I think it's like one to twenty on a mm-hmm. depression scale, and I was like seventeen or something like yeah. that. So um they start off um they started off by giving me uh basically like Prozac. And stuff like that because they didn't know if it was uh just seasonal if it was something that happened right and stuff but my mom she had noticed the change in me a long time ago because yeah. she had used to be this this happy kid and then all of a sudden you used to go to your room and you close your door you don't yeah. want to talk to anybody and stuff like that you stop talking and stuff like that and um i finally when i finally got checked out i was like okay and stuff and when it first when i first started the medication didn't like it uh mm-hmm just made me feel funny and stuff like that. And then 
some days I'll be like, oh, now I see uh, rainbows and clouds and stuff, <laughs> and I'll just be on top of the world and stuff yeah. like that. And um, I've had my journeys with uh, being on and off mm-hmm. medication, mm-hmm. Um, which is what I like. I try to tell uh, certain people that I know, like, you know, if they say you need to be on this medication, then you need to stay on this medication mm-hmm. because at any point, you know, it can go left, like, real quick. Yeah. And like Lonnie said, you know, I can be out. And then for no reason, I'm like, you might just blame it on your social, your social, <laughs> social meter, just yeah, draining but, and stuff. Yeah, but, but that's not it. Yeah. You, it's like, nah, don't, I don't feel like being here yeah. and stuff. And you can feel alone in the room when you're in a room full of people and stuff like that. So it affects people in different ways. But with me, um, my biological father, he actually has. Uh, chronic depression as well yeah. and they say they think that's where it is but I do also have other things that kind of hit on that as well so I yeah. mean it's always good to actually go to, to counseling as well but that was my first thing well my first realization of depression so you kind of touched on it a little bit um, you said you know sometimes you know sometimes um, you a lot of times the person that's going through it or the person that's in a depression at that point in time doesn't realize it. Um, Lonnie, what what did it look like for you? Did it was it something that you realized, or was it something that people around you started to notice? And then you was like, man, like maybe I am kind of you know tripping sometimes, and not not trip. I don't want to say tripping because I don't want. I definitely want to don't want to downplay it at all because mm-hmm. mental health is like serious shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, when you are dealing with it, like it, it sometimes people might feel like you're tripping, but you're not like you're just going through something. Mm-hmm. So what did it look for? What did it. I guess from the circumstantial part, what did it look like for you? Well, it was actually. <laughs> uh, OK, so shout out to my college roommates. Um, when I was a flight attendant and I moved to Arizona, she was actually living in Arizona doing her uh, medical res- residency. And so I got to see her all the time. And so we would hang out. And she was the one that actually brought it up to me at uh, dinner. <laughs> we were actually at Lolo's Chicken and Waffles oh, in yeah, Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, and she brought it up to me that she thought that, you know, maybe I might be bipolar or have some things going on. Okay. Um, just because of how she saw me interact. And I know for me during that time, it was rough and I didn't want to do anything. And I was a flight attendant. I didn't have any money. And literally, for the most part, all I wanted to do was just drink and stay at the house, which obviously is not healthy. Um, but she was the one that noticed it. And it was because of her that I actually went to go get checked out. Cool. Okay. Yeah. It definitely feels like you just live in life and you just like, I don't know. Yeah, it's it is what it is. I'm just in a mood today yeah. and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. yeah. really see it. And I was gonna say that, like, I feel like you know when when it happens, um, and and I think this is a let me tell y'all, I think this is a great conversation to be having because I think as young black professionals, um, this is starting to be a regular conversation for us, but. You know, we talk about generations before us all the time, and this was definitely taboo in the, the black community. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like when when you talk about our parents' generation, like like you said, it was always fake it till you make it, or mm-hmm. like you know, ain't nothing wrong with you. Like you know, snap out of it, or yeah. like fix your attitude type shit. But 
it's mm-hmm. some, it might be something behind that attitude and you know there might be a neurological imbalance that's going on yeah and they can't even control it or we can't you know we can't even control it and i think it's um this is definitely a conversation that needs to continue to be had amongst you know young black people mm-hmm. because we were all for the most part raised the same way you know what i'm saying like yeah. the the generation before us they knew nothing about this or they didn't want to admit that things they were feeling this way they didn't have the luxury <laughs> to be able yeah well i think it's that i think it's that but i also think it's the fact that they didn't want to accept that mm-hmm. because you know we as a people um we you know we always want to want to appear strong yeah you know what i'm saying and we always um we look at mental health like if if I'm having mental health issues, then something is wrong with me. Yeah, I still look. Yes, I I look at myself that way now. You know, and, <laughs> and and that's not the case. Like the case is you're just going through some shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And let me let me say this: um, if you are going through something, you I, and I don't want to say this in a way like I don't care about you. You're you're not um, unique. It's very very uh what you're going through is a lot of people go through it they just don't talk about it a whole lot um they're talking about it more but uh you're not alone right and i think that's the biggest thing is because most of the time you feel alone Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying most of the time you feel like i am the only one you know going through this and you just and you don't want to talk about it to other people as well but, yeah, you know, there's a stigma on it, and you don't want to get labeled uh, crazy or yeah, off or whatever. But you know, hey, sometimes it's just the the hand that you draw. Yeah, and and just because you know you're in a a space to where you're trying to deal with something or you're going through something, that doesn't mean it always lasts forever. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like that doesn't mean that you know this is something that. Let me say this: when it's circumstantial, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. If yeah. if you if if this is something that you know is not hereditary or is not something that you deal with um, constantly, you know what I'm saying. If it's something that is happening because of circumstances, those circumstances change. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Like you can you can always get to a point to where it gets better, right? Um, you just have to acknowledge that you are going through a time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You have to acknowledge it for what it is, trust the process and go through the process and then work toward, actively work toward getting through that process. Mm-hmm. Nah, I was just pointing at you <laughs> because this week when I was going through my whole thing, you know, I just got back on my medication at the beginning of the new year. I said, I mean, I'm going to take it every day. And a lot of times I feel like, we want a quick fix. We just want to yeah. be better right now. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, the medicine helps, but life is life and it's going to happen to you. And you mm-hmm. still have to put in the work. Like you still yeah. have to put in the work and do the things so that you can be okay. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's just but, like working out and stuff. There's no magical pill. Yeah. You can't just take this pill and then you're going to lose the weight or you're going to gain this much. Right? Let me know. I wish. Hey. 
<laughs> you still got to go out. You still got to you got to work out. You got to do all this stuff, and it, it's the same thing with your emotions and your yeah. brain and, and and neurologicals and, and and your emotions. It's it's the same thing. You you still have to put in that work to to improve yourself and get to a place where you feel like okay, I'm good. Yeah. So X, you talked about a little bit earlier about triggers right and mm-hmm. and how you know interaction you know what interaction looks like for you when you're having an episode you know what i'm saying you talked about like being in a room and feeling alone in a room full of people or mm-hmm. you know what what does what are your triggers or you know how once you're triggered how does that interaction work um my triggers uh i actually worked on one of my triggers um one of my triggers was um seeing my biological father um, having a conversation with him, it would always trigger me. Um, another trigger would be birthdays. Um, you can feel like on your birthdays, okay, I haven't reached my my goals that mm-hmm. I said I was going to reach. Mm-hmm. So you feel like you're behind and everything like that. The other thing would be holidays. Um, certain holidays make me feel a certain type of way mm-hmm. right around Thanksgiving and um, Christmas. Those always get to me because I've lost uh, a lot of family around those times. Um, anniversaries of, of rock bottom. Uh, Valentine's Day is a tough one. Damn, all the, damn, all the holidays. <laughs> all the holidays, You know, seeing, seeing certain people is, is, is a trigger. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, even, even, even music can be a trigger. Mm-hmm. You know, so you hear a certain song and it takes you back. To a time, be like, oh shit, this was me and and, and such and such a song and stuff. Right. Oh, I remember what I was doing at this time, and then you just go down that rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, it's 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 good to acknowledge your triggers um, and then find a way to kind of um, curve them or um, re- I wouldn't want to say replace them, but associate uh, something positive with them. So it doesn't take you down that road. So even if you do get that feeling, you can always say, oh, yeah, but this this is associated with this, too, and stuff. So, uh, you know, I think I stayed on topic. No, <laughs> oh, you, you definitely did. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you, okay, guys. You go, boy. Um, no, nah, you're good. You're good. I'm a sauce. Kalani, what about, what about your triggers? Like, when uh, what are your triggers, and, and how do they affect your interactions? So... It's funny because I'm listening to you and I'm like, okay, wow, those aren't my triggers. What my triggers are, and I feel like they're very self-imposed, it's my expectation. Okay. And this is something that I've talked with my therapist a lot. Shout out to therapists. You should get you one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this idea that I have about these expectations that I've set up in my brain about how things should be or where I should be. And it could be simple things like how the day should go. Yeah. And if it doesn't go that way or something happens, that is a trigger and I spiral. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why um, I had my little issue this week when I was filming that video mm-hmm. because I was making my vision board, you know, beginning of the year. And usually that's a really happy time for me. I'm excited trying to figure out what's going on. And I didn't feel excited and I was upset that I wasn't excited about, you know, planning this year out. Right. And the expectation is that, no, this is supposed to be an exciting time. Yeah, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Yes, and this is what you always do, and this is good, but it didn't feel good. And it just, 
I mean, it, it spiraled me. Yeah. <laughs> so. Now, I think I can kind of relate to that. Um, not necessarily expectations, but um, I, I deal with a lot of, um, like, my anxiety uh, gets to me sometimes. And, and mm-hmm. ex- you know, we talk about this all the time because when I start feeling anxious, I'd be like, hey, like, I'm, I am fucking tripping right now. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. is it certain things that make you anxious? Or? Um, it depends. Uh, it, it is, I will say it is certain things that make me anxious. Um, and it can be the smallest things, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, um, because I, I'm very impatient. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I get into an impatient situation, it makes me anxious. Like, um, I, I talked to X about this and I, it, it's funny when I say it, but it's really, it really happens. Like, Anytime that I am trying to get somewhere on time, like anytime that I'm (laughs) like literally anytime that I'm trying to get somewhere and I have planned to do it. I mean, we had this conversation today. Yeah. Because I was late for a happy hour. Well, no, it's not even that. But but it's it's along the same line. Yeah. Like I get really anxious. Like if if I feel like I'm going to miss a deadline that I placed for myself and it kind of goes to Mm -hmm. what you were talking about, you know, as far as the expectations. But um, anytime I feel like, you know, if I've, if I've put something there in place, like I said, it, it can be something as simple as getting caught in traffic when I'm, when I'm supposed to be somewhere at a certain time, like I get super anxious and it's like, I almost start driving like a thousand miles well, an hour. Yeah. It's it, that. And, and like, I physically, it, it like when, when I, when it happens to me, like I, it, it goes to a place where I physically get sick. Like I physically feel you know, nauseous or mm-hmm. like a, I'll get a headache or I'll like get hot. Like, and I, mm-hmm. you know, I talked to my sister about this. Like if I get really anxious, like I start overheating. Like I start, like it's almost, I, I can't even. Well, well, let me tell you something that I noticed about you. I think you like, you don't like not being in control of a situation. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Where you feel like you have no control over a situation. It makes you very anxious yeah. and you like, okay. I gotta do. Something. I gotta do something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's very that's very um, accurate. Uh, I feel like it it almost puts you in a place of being. And I think I think you know this kind of touches to what you just talked to. It almost puts you in a mindset of being inadequate because mm. you feel like I put everything into place and I thought I did what I was supposed to do, but I didn't it's get the result that I was looking like for. It. Yeah, you know what I'm saying and. Going, going back to both of your um, points, we talk about, we have this conversation, we've had this conversation over and over again. Um, the timeline, we always try to base our timeline on what society tells us mm-hmm. that our timeline is supposed to be. And I say this all the time, your journey is your journey alone. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, you can never compare it to what anybody else is going. And I think it was maybe the first few episodes that we did, it was like, you know, just because a lot of people are married by 23, kids by 26, 27, house by whatever, you know what I'm saying? That's not necessarily the standard, nor is it your timeline. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Everything that everything that's supposed to happen for you is going to happen for you when it's supposed to happen. And the struggles that you go through on the way to getting to where those goals that you have set, it's only preparing you to be receptive, preparing you mm-hmm. to be ready 
for all the blessings that you're going to get in the long run. You know what I'm saying? So I think um, we have to stop comparing ourselves to other people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very, very difficult. Which is why. I'm not on Instagram like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and But that goes back to triggers, right? You got to figure out what is your trigger. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like social media can be a trigger. Like if you continually look at, and here's the thing. Quote unquote on success of so, what you think success I was just, but is. here's the thing and though. Lying. People show you what they want to show you on mm-hmm. social media. People show you. you know, it's fucked up. Man, <laughs> man, people show you how much money they making and be broke. People show you, you know, all the successes in their life and be, you know, down. People show you, oh, I have this perfect marriage and be about to divorce. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like people yeah. show you what they, they show you the good on social media. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you, 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 it's not until you start to get a look into, you know, personal lives and, and personal situations that you find out. Man, that was kind of oh, yeah. that was a facade. Mm-hmm. You ain't got, you ain't got it all together. Like I, even I would look at my parents like that and yeah. be like, oh my god, they got the perfect marriage. And then, but you'd be able to see it and be like, okay, but they went through this stuff too. So yeah, it's going to happen, and it's it's not going to be all uh, unicorn piss and and rainbows. And, <laughs> wow, and shit, you know, yeah. unicorn piss. Okay. I thought about naming this drink Unicorn Piss, but I, I didn't think it would be. I'm glad you didn't name it that. I didn't think it would be uh, attractive enough. So <clears throat> we talk about triggers, right? We talk about kind of what triggers us. Uh, but let's talk about your safe space and mm-hmm. and how you deal with those triggers. Like what are some things, and Alani, I'll let you tackle this first. What are some things that you go to? Like what's your safe haven? Like how do you get through? Okay, so in therapy, I have discovered (laughs) that there are a couple of things that, like, I need as a basic, as a foundation in order to be okay. Mm -hmm. And so some of those things are, one, I like to be in bed at 9 o'clock because I need eight hours of sleep. And it is past that time. (laughs) Well, thank you. Yeah, uh uh-huh. So I need eight hours of sleep. Since I was a kid, like, it was 10 o'clock. I knew it was 10 o'clock. Why? Not because I, lo- I looked at the watch, but because I started yawning and I knew it was that time. Um, so I need my sleep. in about an hour or so. <laughs> <laughs> I need my sleep. Um, I need to be in nature. I feel like to be in nature is to be close to God. And I don't know like where that came from or how I discovered that, but that is the way I feel. So that is why I'm always walking my dog trying to go on hikes, trying to go camping, being out in the woods Mm. because it's so peaceful. It's so quiet. And it's something, there's something magical about it. I know as black people, most of us don't like to be out in the woods and nature and all that kind of stuff, but it's just beautiful. Um, I go out in the woods, but it's got to be with a certain group of people (laughs) of a certain hue. Okay. So sleep, nature, um, a tidy space. So I can allow things to get super messy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, they say that your home, your car, the things around you are a outer reflection of what's going on on the inside of oh, you. Shit. Somebody said that last week. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, it is important that I make sure that things are tidy and I keep them that way. Cause once my room gets crazy or my car gets crazy, then I, get, I feel all cluttered on the inside. So those are just like a few of the things that like, I know that I need. And so I try to make sure that like, I'm always assessing like, 
have I been outside? Have I watched the sunset? Have I just breathed in the air from outside? And I'm like, okay, cool. And then there's other things, but those are the basics. I mean, that's what you can build on top of. Yes. On that note, I'm going to give you your flowers for sure. I get flowers? Um, yes. Um, I And I said it on a live last week um, or two weeks ago. And <clears throat> I'm going to say it on this show. I want to say that I admire you. Um, and I think you are one of the dopest people ever. Um, so a little earlier, Lonnie said that her YouTube handle is outside with Lonnie shots. Y'all go follow that. Um, so the basis behind that YouTube channel is she's a hiker. Um, she likes to do trails. She likes to be in nature, like as she said. And so she took, you know, I'll let you tell it. I'll let you tell your, your, your journey as far as the PCT. Uh, so the last year I decided to go on a hike and hike the Pacific Crest Trail. It's a trail that goes from uh, the border of California and Mexico all the way up to the border of, uh, Canada and Washington. And you hike This is it. all on foot. Yes. You are walking. Everything you need, all of your food, your shelter, clothes are carried in the backpack on your back. And it was the most amazing and beautiful and crazy experience that I've ever had. Uh, and if I could do it all over again, I would totally <laughs> do it again. Like, I really want to. Um, but for me, it was it was for mental health. A lot of people want to do it because they're like, I just want to, you know, get from the beginning to the end. And for me, it wasn't necessarily about like getting to the end, although that would have been awesome. Um, it's 2,650 miles. I did 1,017. Um, but for me, it was more of trying to get closer to God yeah. and to know myself better and to figure out the the mental health issues that I was going through and just try to be okay with it, you know, and just be okay with the person that God had made me. And I'm telling you guys, it's just beautiful. And and that's why that's why I want to say that I admire you and that's why I think you're dope. And I and I while you were out there, I told your fiance this. Um you are a free spirit. Um and I mean that in the greatest way. You have broken outside of the matrix. You do not live with inside of the matrix. <laughs> um, you, if you are a person that when you, when your spirit tells you to do something, you get up and do it. No fear. No, I mean, obviously there's going to be fear. There's going to be anxiety. There's going to be whatever. But you conquer all of that and you say, I am fucking going to do this. And let's get out here and do it. And you have the most positive, the most amazing attitude about it. And you project that on the other people. Like it makes other people feel like I can fucking conquer the world. Fucking you know what flying I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I definitely want to give you your flowers. I want to say you are dope as fuck. Uh black girl magic because you do shit that um people say black people shouldn't do. You know what I'm saying? Or black people don't do. And it's like, nah, like my homegirl do all this shit. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So I want to commend you. I want to applaud you. I want to say that I am proud of you and I admire you for that. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. It makes me like emotional because I can't remember a time when. <laughs> X is stupid. What is he? Stop it. <laughs> I can remember a time when 
I wasn't as brave and I and I didn't do those things. Just like I was saying in the beginning, all those limitations that people put on you, like, oh, well, you're a girl. You can't do that or you can't go by yourself. And I was like, but no, I, I really want to and I feel it in my spirit. When I lived in Arizona, <laughs> I hiked mountains by myself and my mom was always upset with me. Yeah. But well, I, I got upset with you too. You <laughs> would have had a feeling like you would have fell in the crater and you had to <laughs> right? saw your leg off. No, but I got so tired of making plans with other people and then on the day of they cancel and they couldn't go. You hit this dub? So now I'm yes. sitting at home sad. Travel by yourself. And, you don't... And, and, you, well, you already know. That was one of the goals. And let me tell you. So being a flight attendant, I wanted to go to Amsterdam. And there was another flight attendant girl, and she was going to go with me, and we had plans to do it. The night before, she canceled on me. I didn't go, and I was so sad, right? But a month later, I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going. My mom was very upset. She was like, you're by yourself. You can get, you know, taken and whatever. I was just thinking of the movie Taken in my head when yes, you said that. but at the, I had to do it for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had to do it for me because I wanted to do it. And I, I just, I'm just so tired of people saying, you can't do that or you shouldn't do that or you're a girl. And I was like, well, God shouldn't have made me a girl because guess what? <laughs> this is what I want to do. Come on, big I'm dick a- energy. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? When I got back from that trip, my mom told me that she was proud of me. Yeah. Even though she didn't want me to go and she didn't want me to do it, she was proud that I stood up for what I believed in and mm-hmm. that I did it. You that know shit what goes a long way. Just hearing somebody say they're proud of you. Yeah. It, like, After she was like, I don't want you to go. And yeah. You know, but anyway, I know that's like a tangent, but it took them a while to get there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it wasn't always that way. I slowly. You know, you, you put the tippy toe of the, of the foot in the pool, Ooh, yeah, yeah. and then you put your foot, and then you put your leg. Like, it's been a journey of years of just walking around the block and then going up the mountain and yeah. then taking a tiny trip by yourself and, you know, to feel confident yeah. to do that. So, yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that walk. That's what's up. Um, do it. <laughs> X, what, what's your safe space? What, what, how do you um, cope? How do I cope? Uh, <laughs> I used to cope by drinking a whole hmm. lot. That was one of those. Um, and uh, people used to encourage that too. Um, but I had to get to a point where it's like, you know what? I don't need to mm-hmm. do that anymore because I'm out here acting the fool, rock bottoms and everything like that. It happened. Um, I used to use sex to cope mm-hmm. a lot. Um, that wasn't healthy. Um, How do you cope positively now? Positively now. Uh, working out is a big one yeah. for me now. Um, cardio, that's how I always tell you, cardio. Uh, <laughs> gaming, gaming is good for me. Um, it gives me a chance to kind of just block Escape. off the rest of the world. Yeah, I can be whatever the game says I can be. Yeah, and be like, okay, cool. If I don't like it, then I can change my situation and play something else. Yeah. Ooh, I have um, a question. What's that? Are you gonna get into that Oculus stuff? Man. I thought about that. I, re- I, I really want to get an Oculus. I just learned about that, and I'm like, nah, I'm about to go back in the woods, get away from well, all you know, this stuff. They they coming out. Facebook is now Meta, so you get to. It's almost like the Sims, like you get to create another person and you live. Really? Yeah, and people are spending like thousands and millions of dollars on on uh, real estate. I don't have time in the fake world and everything, bruh. It's like real. I don't have time. Yeah. I don't either. Um, I wouldn't mind doing like the Oculus for like sporting events and stuff like that yeah. just to have it. But you know, I like to spend money um, wastefully anyway. 
yeah. and stuff. So yeah. Um, other than that, music was a big um escape for me. Um, uh, making music or listening to music. Yes, it's big. Um, uh, eating. It's not. Yes. It's not. It's not. <laughs> it's, it's not a healthy way, but it's definitely a way to kind of cope with things. Um, but long as you find a way to uh, kind of curb that um, and limit yourself, I think it can be good. Um, it's hard out here. Uh, coke, no, <laughs> drugs. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> <laughs> no um, but definitely, uh, therapy is is a is a good is a good way to uh, cope as well. Um, and uh, reading reading books and stuff. I'm still asking Walt to read this book that I gave him. What book? Um, and I told T to ask Walt for this book. And he probably don't even know where it is. I know where it is. Where is it? It's in that drawer over there. <laughs> I promise when we get off the show, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go pull it out. I know exactly where it is. Okay, but are you going to read it? Uh, what book is it? It's um, Tony what? Evans' uh, 30 Days to uh, Break emotional Breaking Emotional Strongholds. Ooh, okay. Yes. I know the title. Fuck. Ooh. I almost called you something after I said past name and, and use God name. Uh but yeah, those are some of my um couple mechanisms. What about you? Um a few of them now. Um so I'll talk about the ways I negative I used to negatively cope and then mm-hmm. I'll talk about um how I how I have tried to transition to positive coping now. Um Negatively, I like as you, as you said, as both of y'all said, I used to drink a lot. Um, that's initially how I gained all the weight that I gained because I was drinking a shitload of beer. Like, <laughs> yep. I'm talking about, I'm talking about, I would buy an 18 pack and drink all of it, yeah, by myself, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, so that that was definitely uh, not a good trait. Um, I was overworking, and you know that. Yeah. Um, I got a, I, I had a time, a period of time and I made a, I made some good money but but is it worth it though it, it wasn't it wasn't um well I'm not gonna say it wasn't because he's got some, is it worth your mental pain. health <laughs> um it was a trade-off it was definitely a trade-off mm-hmm. um I got I I was got more able, now then yeah I was able to um attain some things that were out of reach for me at the time um that you know just getting in my grind mode it it helped me you know get to the um things that i wanted to acquire by a certain age mm-hmm. um and and that goes back to you know letting society put a stigma on you but it wasn't it wasn't really society honestly it was something that personally i had a goal that i wanted to reach by a certain age and and you know that coping mechanism got me to the point to where i was able to do it uh but in that same breath, um, I lost a lot of time mm-hmm. with a lot of people, um, a lot of family. I missed a lot of events, um, you know, just because I was like, I got to get it. I got to get it. I got to get it. I got to stay moving. I need to work this, this, this. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I've learned to slow down um, and take time. Um, one of the positive uh, mechanisms that helped me that actually stopped me from working like that was this podcast. Um, mm. it puts in our, in our toe X when we started this, um, this podcast is something that puts, it puts something on my schedule 
that is not taxing for me, that I enjoy doing every single Friday, that is not work. And when I say work, I mean my job and my organization because I'm always doing something for either one. Mm -hmm. Uh, This puts something on the schedule that is literally for me. Mm -hmm. Um, It allows me to vent. Um, It allows me to have time to talk out situations. Uh, You know, it allows me and my brother here to bounce different topics, different conversations off each other. Mm. Um, like I said, you know, this, when we record this show, this is not for, it's really not for an audience. Yeah. Like we don't do it for an audience. Mm-hmm. We literally record, um, even before this happened, like I said, this was birthed out of, it was uh, out of the pocket. I mean, out of the, the, uh, the uh, quarantine. Quarantine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even, even, even D over here, he was, he was he was with us and yeah. stuff like that, and we just kind of once everything kind of slowed down, we just started recording it, the yeah. conversations. Yeah, like when 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 um you know we got into a certain time of COVID, um it was like that sweet spot, right? It was like the time that you know we had already gone through the major shutdown, um and we were actually start we were actually able to start going out, um to you know restaurants, bars, whatever, um we just put it on the schedule every Friday mm-hmm. and we was like, all right, we're going to go to happy hour here. Mm-hmm. And these are the conversations that we were having at happy hour. Mm-hmm. So when I say this podcast is not for an audience, this podcast is literally our friendship, just the conversations that we <laughs> normally have being recorded, just being recorded. It was with a little assistance from our shot callers. Oh yeah. Yeah. Throw, yeah. Throw always. Throw topics out for us. Yeah. When you, you know, everybody, everybody always throws a topic out for us and, 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 and ghost brother. Uh, I have no clue. It just came on, right? Sitting on the remote. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, so that was that was one of the biggest one of the biggest things. Um this podcast has definitely helped. Uh another thing that that I that I do that I feel like is healthy for me is just as you know, you do hiking, you you like to be in nature, I like to travel. Mm-hmm. Um and I said it on the last episode, like traveling for me is a necessity. It's not a it's not something that I just, it's not a hobby of mine. Like yeah. it's a necessity um, because that's the way that I can disconnect. Like that's the way that I don't have to worry about, you know, any of my responsibilities that are here in the city. Because if I'm here, I'm going to be working on, you know, something, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be work, whether it be my organization or whether it be, you know, Anything, I, I'm 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 going to be focused on that while I'm here. So when I get away, <clears throat> it allows me to completely disconnect. Yeah. Um, outside of everything, but my family and friends, because I love to stay connected to the people around me. But I'll tell you, brother, you don't have to stay connected to me. <laughs> Bye, ho. Do not have to text me. I'd be like, get the fuck off my phone Bye, ho. and enjoy. <laughs> Whatever nah, but, city you in. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's um for me, uh, and and as always, um I even had you y'all already said it, music. Mm. I have a tattoo um that says music is life because um I can literally change a mood. Like I got a tattoo that says thank you on my stomach. No. Okay. No. So when they finish Serve me up. I ain't got to say shit. Wow. I'm about to. 
This wow. is when the two said you call it lunch. <laughs> <laughs> y'all said I ain't talk enough last wow. week, so here you y'all know go. You know what? You won't have to worry about being served up because you got that AI thing. Uh, oh, well, I got a. It's three hundred dollars. <laughs> you got it. That's uh, why I told Walt I can't go on any more trips. I got to save up. Hot mess. That was my you, you priorities. Priorities. Nah, but yeah, my yeah. Main priority. Definitely music. Music. Uh, <laughs> music has definitely been um you know something that uh something that that mellows me out uh or you know perch me up or whatever i need in the moment it's i it's a, always a go-to for me and yeah. let me say this before you i kind of feel where you're going with this uh but another one of my couple did coping mechanism is it's comedy yeah yeah. So I'll joke on myself before anybody else can and kind of make light of situations. You and know stuff. I will. And, and, and it kind of lets people know like, hey, I, I'm kind of going through, but I'm okay. But if you want to check on me, you can check on me if yeah. you want to. So. Yeah. Um, I think I, I think it's a defensive mechanism. That well. was going to say, yeah. yeah. It might be. Shit, hey, hey. But I mean. It's uh, better than, you know, pulling. Uh, never mind. <laughs> laughter, laughter is definitely the medicine for the soul. Like, it is anytime I'm down, I will literally and 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 that's something that I had to learn to do um, because it felt weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to learn to do that by myself. I had to learn to, to laugh. laugh. Yes, like brother, that's all I did. <laughs> no, let me tell you, weird, weird, Ali, weird enough, man. Um, probably about over five years ago, like past with past the past five years. Um, I would not watch a comedy by myself. Why? Because if I laughed out loud with nobody there, I felt stupid. Well, <laughs> <laughs> why? I, just, I don't know. I, do, I don't. That's know. That's all I want to watch <laughs> on well, Netflix. Well, let, let me let me let me preface that by saying that I'm also a middle kid and I have middle kid syndrome. So when you're a middle kid, you you're used to somebody always being there. You're used to. When you're a traditional middle kid, because he's a little weird, but when you <laughs> when are you, you when you're yes, a tradi- a he, he's a middle kid, but on both sides, but but his older his older siblings uh, are like super older. Yeah, like okay. they they weren't they weren't they didn't. Where really, are you from? Then? My sister is a year in in uh, in some months older than me. Okay, that's not that much older. And I didn't grow up with my older brother, and then my younger brother is ten years. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a big difference. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. So, so the the difference in age. So you're like the youngest, but I'm nowhere the oldest. To the, to the youngest. Yeah, he, I feel like Walter shot it. He's he's getting anxiety because he's not in control of negative. Uh, me and Lonnie's conversation. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to trying to get my point out, but I keep, you asked me to talk more. The crowd ass <laughs> audience shot caller said, "X, you quiet." I'm loud now. I'm talking now. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah. Walk with me. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a middle kid, so uh, I'm used to you know having people around all the time. So it's like, like I said, up until up until you know maybe five years ago, like I it's it's certain shit that I wouldn't do. like. I would not I would not go out to eat by myself. Like mm. I wouldn't watch a comedy by, by myself. I do that by myself. Like it, it's it's you wouldn't smoke by yourself, drink by, by yourself. Hey, for real. Hey. <laughs> yeah man um but yeah that that's that's uh 
I'm proud of you. Yeah, it. it I mean, it's a work in progress. Every everybody got to continue to work on it. Right, we're all working in progress and, and make you cry. <laughs> are you mad? Are you mad because I don't cry? Are you you know what? That uh, maybe that'll like break the the something. You know, <laughs> and then you'll just start crying all the time. Nah, I, I doubt it. But um, this has been a good one, y'all. What if I kill your dog? <laughs> I, no, I, don't kill her. You know the answer to that. <laughs> you stop it. You need to. You need to be nicer, y'all. He needs to be nicer to his dog. <laughs> nah, but um, <laughs> he's nice to his Peter. He's nice to his, his dog. Yeah, right. No, I don't know. No. I don't know if they listen. Then nobody can pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> but now nah, this, hey, this has been a good conversation, y'all. Um, I feel like it was a a little bit of a heavier conversation, but definitely I feel but like it, it wasn't too heavy. It wasn't too heavy. Um, I feel like it was definitely a conversation that was needed. Um, I thought you was gonna be the one like this, and <laughs> and a conversation that we we can. We can have multiple conversations behind this. I will say that um, you are two individuals that I am happy to have this conversation with um, because we have been very. Uh, I, Lonnie, I think you said it earlier. You 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 think that you're the only one going through at that time. You know what I'm saying? It was me. But oh, right. my bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm so, I'm, I, I apologize, my brother. Give me my uh, goddamn flowers. <laughs> Yellow roses, but, if you got them. But you, 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 you said you said that you know a lot of times we can feel like that we're yeah, going. We're, it's not unique. Yeah, we're going through this by ourselves, but we've all had these conversations um, to where you know we we have an open dialogue about it, and we bounce stuff off of each other all the time, and and you know we let each other know, hey. It's cool. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I think that's another coping mechanism, like, or not mechanism, but a, a way to cope, to healthy, to have a healthy coping. It's um, always easier to go through things with somebody else. With somebody else. else. And that's the thing. Like, you have to have a solid, a solid circle around you. Yeah. You know, like somebody that you can talk to with no judgment. Um, Without somebody, them telling everybody your fucking business. Yes. Facts. And and somebody who knows or will infer uh, what you need at the moment. Like mm-hmm. when I have these conversations with the people around me, the people that are closest to me, and you got a, you got something that you need to come to me about. You got something that you need to talk to me about. I always preface it who with, do you need me who do you right need now? me to be right now? Right. Do you need me to listen or do you want my honest opinion and Ad, I'm not going to even say advice, but do you, do you want my opinion or my thought behind it? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like facts. Yeah. You you always need because if you if you got somebody if it's somebody you know that's just going to judge you, stop talking to that person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let me tell you, brother. I'm sorry that I'm I'm be- I told you I'm becoming the, the annoyingly optimistic. About- wait 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 what? <laughs> Take two. <laughs> annoyingly optimistic friend. And stuff because you called me last night and I was trying to put the positive spin on it. Yeah, you pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's well, not who he wanted you to be. I did not. I, I listened to it for a while. I was like, hey, brother, hey, hey maybe it go like this. <laughs> he pissed me off. It's <laughs> like, all right, fuck it. I'm about to go lift some weights. I was like, all right, brother, I'll talk to you tomorrow. I, like, I was like, hey, get the fuck off my phone. <laughs> But no, but you know, I do appreciate that because, and, and, you know, you got to know your friends too. And Mm -hmm. X X knows that about me. I'm, I am, I'm not afraid to admit it. And this is something I'm working on as well. I'm a natural pessimist. Mm. Um, I can find the bad part of a situation faster than I can find a good part of it. Okay. 
And so he he um definitely lets me know sometimes like I you being a negative nigga. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nah, Nancy. oh shit. He said the N word all day. Well, well, that's because I'm, I'm speaking in your in language. In my language. <laughs> I'm saying, I will let the motherfucker fly. <laughs> You're N-word. being an N square. <laughs> I'm, I'm speaking in his language. Um, and sometimes you need that. And that's the thing. That's what I was just saying. You know, you need those people around you that can give you that swift kicking ass. Like, you know, sometimes you ask, you know, what do you need from me? But sometimes your friends need to know, you know, if they. If let they, me get you up at this. Yeah. This like, house, hey, like, hey. Cause I know it can go, it can go left yeah. real quick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Get up off your bullshit. So yeah, I appreciate that, brother. Um, yeah. Uh, we talked about we we all have one thing in common that is one of our couple mechanisms. Mechanisms <laughs> that drank. Yeah. <laughs> which is um hey, music. Yeah. Which brings us to our top oh, three. I thought you talking about the alcohol. <laughs> I'm nope. so excited for this. Brings us to our top three. Oh shit. Um, I was been thinking about this. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to work my way through this one too. So we're gonna let Lonnie go first. Uh top three happy songs. We, we talked about coping. Um let me let me know some music that, that you can listen to um that gets you out of that depression. Okay, guys. So my mom recommended this to me. Because she was like, you got to have something that gets you out of that mood. And I was like, whatever. But I finally made a playlist. So I would say three songs that bring me up or kind of increase my mood would be. And I listen to different music, y'all. So just bear with me. (laughs) No, because we was was in happy hour earlier today. She was (laughs) naming them songs. I was like, oh, okay. Okay. So, um. Pocket of Sunshine by Natasha Bedingfield. Uh, yep. Okay, I, I know that. I got a pocket full of sunshine. I got a That's how we can afford it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. So that one. Okay. And so then there's one. I listen to the Joe Budden podcast. And whenever. Hey. hey. So whenever they talk about something like that's not really happy afterwards, they play Outstanding by the Gap Band. Gotcha. And that's a really good one. And then my third one is going to be Selena Gomez, Let Me Get Me. Okay. I don't know that one. Not big Selena Gomez. It's on her, I think it was her last album, Rare, but it's just talking about like not letting Let me bring this. So you do think that Charlie Wilson can sing. (laughs) What? Bye bye. Because I have I have a co-host. Bye-bye. I'm not gonna tell you what co-host it is. <laughs> it's, on, it's, the two, it's the two cent you call it. But he says that Charlie Wilson can't sing. I'm, I'm out. And he he's terrible on his runs and everything like that. I mean, but does it really matter? Is he selling records? Is he making money? Is he doing what he loves? He, yeah, okay, he, def- he definitely selling records. He's selling records, selling tours. And but everything. you also think that the Queen can't sing? I didn't say that. I did not say that. You don't like her at her harmonies. I didn't um, say that it is. She oversings. Oversings. Definitely oversings. Thank you think you. she oversings? Yes. That growl shit is a over- <laughs> she is definitely oversinging. Okay, whatever. <laughs> anyway, those are my three. Okay. Mm. All right, brother. It's on you. Oh, you can try to go to me. I told you I ain't have list either. Well, you want hey, me to first? Hey, I got some more go on ahead. my list. I can give you mine. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't hate on my list. <laughs> you want me to go, brother? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. Alright, so you know me. I'm I, I always try to give diversity when I come with my songs. Um so I'll you got the ukulele on there? No. <laughs> I will start with uh gotta gotta go with the Lord first. Um okay. so okay. I'm going to start one of the songs that um just put me put me in a good mood, get me out of my funk, uh is Victory by Ty Tribbett. 
Okay. That's a good one. Um, I will switch it over to uh, pop culture. Um, and this was one of my songs that was on uh, a previous list. I don't remember exactly what the list entailed. But uh, Good to Be Alive by Andy Grammer. Um, I think that was. I don't know that one. I think that was a good mood song. Yeah, it was a good mood song. That was my good mood song. Uh, I can listen to that in the morning on my drive, and I feel like it's good to be alive. Hmm. And um, I, it's not necessarily a song, but it goes back to to the last uh, the last episode that we had because we had top. You should have. We had top three cover artists. Um, and so I, I actually mentioned this in the last episode, uh, and it goes back to me talking about my anxiety earlier and how, you know, uh, sometimes I can get really anxious. And uh, so anxious? I no, <laughs> <laughs> I will listen to uh, Josh Tatofi. He was one of my uh, cover artists that I mentioned last week. He's a Hawaiian artist. The ukulele? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and all of his all of his music is like real mellow and just kind of mellows me out. So um, all of his music, like I said, is is some of it's in a different language, um, but <laughs> it's a vibe. So okay. those are my three. Okay, um, I will go. Um, one from my previous list that will always put me in a good mood is uh, Switch, I Call Your Name. Okay. Um, second one, um, I will say Outstanding, always puts me in a good mood. Okay. Hey. You cheating, but okay. I'm cheating. <laughs> I got to do a different one. Okay, I can do a different one. Okay, uh, the second one I'm going to do is, uh, I'll say John P. Key. Um, show up. Oh yeah, hear my. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> I edited it out. Well, I'll, no, I'll lower it. It's okay. <laughs> See, I know everything that's going out of here. Uh, show up on that one. And uh, since I can't say outstanding, my third one uh will be uh, uh Kelly Happy People. All right, this has been the two since you Robert. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I, I like that list. I'm. Uh, we gonna we gonna let you get away with Robert on that one. But I like that. Robert list. will make all of my lists. I'm sorry, <laughs> but that nigga makes music. Oh. Oh my god. <laughs> all right. So um, we have come to the end. I want to say, Lonnie, thank you for joining us tonight. Um, this has been an amazing conversation, and I think that uh, the listeners will definitely appreciate all of the um conversation. That you provided so. for this one. Uh, I, if they don't, shit, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely appreciate the conversation. So thank you. You're always, uh, you, you've you been a friend of the podcast. You listen, you comment, you give us your opinion. So we thank you for that. Thank yeah. you for having me, guys. I really appreciate Anytime it. Anytime you be like, hey, I want to sit down and come in. Like, come on in. Because you was the third cent, the third penny. <laughs> <laughs> and then I left you to go on a hike on the mountains. Uh, my brother? It's always a pleasure, man. Yeah, uh, man. I'm happy to be doing this. I say this every episode, and I'm going to continue to say it. I'm happy to see the conversations that we're probably going to have after oh, yeah. I press yeah, yeah, stop. We, okay. we definitely, definitely going to keep going along with this. Um, thank you to all our listeners out there. We appreciate you. If you've, lasted, if you've lasted this long, you are definitely a shot caller, and we appreciate you. Definitely. Um, comment. Tell yeah. us your top three songs. Tell us what you thought about the episode. Yeah. Give us, you know, any of the insight that you have on mental health. We want to continue this conversation and we want to keep pushing this into so our this. community. On man. Thursdays, I'm going to try to send out that question or the, the show topic. So, shot callers, 
if you got your topic that you want to bring. We got some some topics, but we had a heavy heavy show this week, yeah. um, so we couldn't get to everything. But keep sending those. Keep sending those. We, we always it. need topics on the show that you want to hear us bullshit about, because you know we appreciate them. Y'all know how we sign off. You can agree with us. Mm-hmm. You can disagree with us. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do. Father. But at the end of the day, man, that's just our two cents on it. Y'all have a good week. We'll see y'all next week. Ah.